When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Hi, Ingrid. What's happening, Scott? What is up? How are you? I am in recovery mode. Yeah? Yeah. The the last couple weeks were just very, very busy. And then this weekend I have is Mother's Day. My cousin's coming to town and I am just like, Mm. I basically need to be a vegetable for like the next two days. (laughs) You got a lot of family stuff happening. Of course, by the time this airs, it will be... After Mother's Day. Okay. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be rested and excited to interact because I missed, you know, family function recently for work. So, Mm -hmm. hopefully I can gather all my... Yes. Gather all my energy back to myself so I can be present and have, you know, just a nice visit. I haven't seen my cousin in a long time or Mm -hmm. even my parents, so... Replenish. Replenish yourself. Yes. Yeah, well... You know, hopefully things are loosening up a bit now that Venus is in Aries, Jupiter is in Aries, you know, there's only only Mars and Neptune in Pisces. So, you know, a month ago we had Mars, Neptune, Venus, Jupiter on Pisces. <laughs> that was a uh, lot. Yes. So hopefully as each planet exits Pisces, Mars is next. Neptune's not just not Neptune's not for a few years, but as each planet empties out of Pisces and into Aries, hopefully that brings more of a elevated, lighter feel, less heavy. And also some kind of excitement, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's still like the astrological new year technically when all these planets keep moving into Aries, right? Uh yeah. I mean it's that, that sort of feel, you know, where it's like that's the first sign, so it feels new, it feels fresh. Uh, if you know, when I think of, I think of Aries as like the child, you know, that excitement, the, the youthful invigoration. Yeah, I'll take that's some, a word. I don't know, but uh, I'll take some <laughs> of that energy. <laughs> yes, yes, and then the sun moves into Gemini this week as well. Uh, and so from Earth to air, of course, Mercury is still retrograde. So that is creating that stagnation. But that's, that's you know, some of the highlights for the week this week that we're looking at, May 16th, the week of May 16th. Yeah. Last week I talked about, like, learning lessons mm-hmm. through doing things that were uncomfortable or maybe in like new scenarios where I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's any 
anything happening this week where it's like kind of gathering all those pieces of information that I might have learned. Yeah. So I have some sort of intention going into the future so these things don't happen again. It's like the retrograde. So whatever happened now, is this going to be happening again? Because it like moves retrograde and then it like comes back, you know, the back forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that part of, is that part of it? Usually it's a revisiting of something from the past we're experiencing again, but does it happen double in the retrograde or it's just only happening once? Like, So you pass it three times. You move forward once, then back, then forward again. So you get yes. the test like three times. First time yes. is kind of somewhere in this previous couple of months. I think last week you were mentioning when you think of that Pisces energy, it's like that inner reflection. Yeah. So we've had months, months with multiple planets in Pisces. Mm -hmm. So a big part of this year, like, I mean, if we go back to, let's see. Okay, I got to go back to February 19th when the sun moved into Pisces. At that point, there were three planets in Pisces. Since then, aside from, okay, so... Then there was Mercury in Pisces. Then when Mercury left, it was just Jupiter and Neptune. But shortly after Mercury left, there was, there was like this gap, the end of March and early April, where there was just Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. But then when Venus moved into Pisces back in early April, April 5th, three planets in Pisces. And then after that, was Mars moving into Pisces, April 15th, four planets in Pisces. So, you know, for the most part, since February 19th, there's been at least three planets in Pisces. That's so much, that's such a large period of, of self-reflection. It's been heavy. It's, I imagine there's people, I mean, I hear it from people that I talk to, you know, a lot of self-doubt. A lot of questioning, like, who am I? Am I am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I feel lost. I mean, that that's being in the clouds. Yeah. And so with multiple planets now moving out of Pisces, with Jupiter finally moving out of Pisces, though it will come back, it will retrograde back into Pisces eventually this year. It's giving us a break and helping us kind of clear our heads and just move forward without thinking. So when I think of the lessons, it's like the lessons that you're learning through all of that self-reflection. But now we're on the precipice of just moving forward. But at the same time, there's still that pause with Mercury retrograde, which the pause is on new projects, which is confusing because Aries is about ushering in the new. But the Mercury retrograde says, hold off until it's moving direct again. So, and then you've got Mars and the sun, which are both connecting, which is creating more of that, that energy to move forward. So what I'm trying to do is I've got like this list right now of things that I've been needing to do, but I've been putting off. And that's where I'm directing all of my energy right now is on this list of things that have been just kind of sitting around that I've been putting to the side, I need to now take care of those issues. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Maybe using that Aries energy, even though it's like the new and the fresh, it, all of these old projects can get stagnant and boring. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. 
yeah, linger. So using some of that new fresh energy to just knock things off the list. So when it comes out of retrograde, you can really start fresh projects without like a whole laundry list of things holding you back that are exactly. just dead weight. Exactly. So that's the, that's the play right now is like okay. make a list of everything that you've been putting off Okay. <laughs> and take this Aries energy and reinvigorate mm. these areas like and that. and knock them off your list so that once Mercury's out of retrograde, then you can really push forward towards new projects. I like it. Okay. I good. need I need some of that Aries energy. <laughs> I definitely have some things on my list that have been lingering. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at my list right now. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, nine different things on my list here. Okay. So I just took two of them off today. It was 11. So nine to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Should we move into the week? Yeah, let's move into the week. And b b before we do, I want to thank our monthly sponsors our listeners that are contributing to this podcast making a monthly commitment i want to thank janine vincent Catherine, carrie ross and annie thank you thank you thank you yes thank you so much and if you would like to join this list you can through the spotify app it's in our show notes and on our homepage on Spotify as well. There's a link right there. So thank you for your support for the week of May 16th. This is the week of May 16th through the 22nd. So beginning on Monday, May 16th, we're looking at the moon, which is the planet of emotions in Sagittarius, the mutable fire sign symbolized by the archer, the freedom-loving sign, in a trine, a very supportive aspect with Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram Aries. So this is cardinal fire with Aries and mutable fire, which is Sagittarius. Jupiter is the planetary ruler of Sagittarius, so even though Jupiter is in Aries, it's aspect to the moon, its alignment with the moon is, is strengthening that power of Jupiter. So what do you want to say? What, what do you want to express? What in your emotions do you, have you, have you been holding on to anything within yourself, within your emotions? Is there something that you want to say that you've been holding on to? Now's the time to blurt it out, to be honest, to be direct to be forthright. That's what this alignment is encouraging us to do. Do you have something, Ingrid, that you would like to say? I think Something I'm, you'd like to be honest about? You know, I think I really need to collect my energy back to myself because I feel like this question seems so hard to access. Uh, like my energy has been pulled on all these projects and mm -hmm. none of that energy has been focused towards myself. So I'm going to need to gather myself so I can really show up to do the work. Usually I always have something that's like, of course, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is something that you asked me and yeah, feeling a bit disconnected from this last couple of weeks. So I'm going to have to practice. Yes, please do Ingrid, because it's very important. <laughs> it's very important. It's very important for you 
uh, and anyone out there that was born with the North Node in Aries or in the first house, if your energy is feeling scattered, you want to bring it back to yourself. It's like everything that you do, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. What's in it for me? Mm-hmm. What am I getting out of this? Yeah, I like that. What am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? And, and not in like a shitty way, but why would I be giving my energy to something if I'm not getting something in return? That makes no sense. Exactly. I mean, it sounds, it can, it can sound shitty, like you're saying, because it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's something about our society that says you're not supposed to think of yourself. You're selfish. But if you're born with an Aries North node, you need to be selfish. Selfish is a good word for you. Yeah, I love to give. And I think that over giving nature and not tapping into that Aries energy, it's like I do need to, yeah, collect myself. I can't be giving away my energy when I'm not getting anything in return. Mm -hmm. Yes. You need to make sure that you're getting in return what you want. Yeah, I mean, these projects I've been working on have been for money, mm-hmm. but they are also very depleting. I can't even, like, access my my emotions right now to tap into this world. So it's like, okay, something is going on if I, I can't access that part of myself because that's something that usually comes very easy to me. Yes, bring it in, bring it in. Tuesday, May 17th, and I want to take a moment to make this announcement because... I got this question again this week and we've said it on the podcast before, but I feel like I need to say it periodically just in case there's any new listeners and we're, we're getting a lot of new listeners. So I'm very excited about that. But if you're someone who's listening in Australia or New Zealand or Singapore, if you're on that side of the earth, then when I say Tuesday, May 17th, you're hearing that is Wednesday, May 18th, because you're a day ahead from where Ingrid and I are in California. So the dates that I'm giving are for California time. And if you're on the other hemisphere, then you're a day ahead. So Tuesday, May 17th, we're looking at Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, conjunct with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition. Both of these planets are conjunct at the same degree in Pisces, the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish. So this is one of those aspects, one of those alignments where I'm I'm feeling like pump the brakes here. Because you've got the planet of action, the go energy of Mars, conjunct with the cloudy planet, Neptune. So it's like going 70 miles an hour on the freeway when you are in the fog. (laughs) You can only see a few feet in front of you. That's not a good idea. So do you think this is a good time period to acknowledge what it is you want to do with that go energy? But sitting and reflecting on it, just kind of making note of the things you do want to push forward. Yes. It's, you know, Mars is is like the wake up call. So you want to acknowledge what's going on within myself. What are my dreams? Neptune's the planet of, of dreams. So, you know, the day before we're looking at that honesty connection between the moon and Jupiter. Jupiter's the planet of honesty. The moon is in Sagittarius, the sign of honesty. So maybe that that burst of fire within yourself, like loosen something, 
in your unconscious where you're able to say, oh, I do want this. This is what I want. This it is where I want to go. This is what I want to look at. I've been ignoring that, but now I see that I can't ignore this anymore. I need to address this. Like, Well, if you're seeing something in this fog, that's something to make note of because you can't see shit. So when you have that feeling, that <laughs> seems like a big deal. Yeah. 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 So what do you... What what's going on in your unconscious? You know, the unconscious is where we keep all of our psychological baggage. So Mars moving through Pisces as it has been for the last month is really it's really pushing us to take a hard look or have the courage to to face those those areas that that we want to ignore where we're feeling shame or guilt or regret. Uh, So Mars brings that courage to look in these uncomfortable areas, and Neptune brings that compassion. So I look at this as like compassionate action, taking compassionate action to delve within your unconscious, face your psychological baggage, and integrate these thought patterns and memories with understanding forgiveness and love so it's this is a phrase that i've been saying i feel like at nauseum since february but i feel like i can't say it enough and i i have to remind myself that too whenever i feel insecure or if i feel remorseful or regretful or shameful but mars will be out next week and then hopefully we can (laughs) not spend so much time in our unconscious like digging around with all of our psychological baggage yeah i would like that i'm I'm, I'm exhausted (laughs) you're not alone ingrid yeah you're not alone (laughs) wednesday may 18th the moon the planet of emotions is aligning with jupiter again the planet of expansion except now the moon is in capricorn on monday it was in sagittarius wednesday it's in capricorn capricorn is the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat and that cardinal earth energy squares off with the cardinal fire energy of jupiter so putting this all together for the week it's like Monday, you blurt it out. You're honest. You're just like, this is what I think. I've been wanting to say this all this time, and and now I just need to say it, and it's out there, and I don't care. And then the next day, Tuesday, you're like, oh, my God, why did I say what I said? <laughs> why, did I, why did I say what I said? I shouldn't have. I'm such an idiot. And then Wednesday comes, and now you have to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have to show up. And hopefully, through that compassion, you're able to say, you know what, I said some things on Monday that I crossed the line, I went overboard, and I want to apologize, but I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take ownership for what I said, but I'm also, you know, showing compassion for myself. I'm not going to hate myself for doing it. 
I wonder if part of this is like you said something that you needed to say, but it didn't come out in the best way Monday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like you still kind of feel the same way. You're not maybe taking back what you said, but maybe apologizing for how it came across. Yes, I love that. So, yes, I mean, Capricorn is about kind of buttoning it up being more it's professional exactly like i like it's so interesting because when i think of sagittarius and then after sagittarius (laughs) is is capricorn i think of like you know like the 1960s when it was like the hippies and this and that (laughs) that was like that sagittarius energy and then in the 80s it became from the hippies to the yuppies you know (laughs) it's like you 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 turned in your your bohemian outfit for a suit in Wall Street, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like taking responsibility for yourself, not backing down from what you're saying, but maybe articulating it in a way that is more respectful. And digestible. Yes. Yeah. So what did you say on Monday and how can you write the ship on Wednesday? Thursday, May 19th, a lot happening here. A lot happening. Now we're looking at four planets. Four planets. We've got Jupiter again. Third time we're mentioning Jupiter this week. Is sextile, which is a supportive aspect with the retrograde Mercury. Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination. Mercury is transiting through the sign that it rules Gemini, the mutable air sign, symbolized by the twins. As it retrogrades back, it's forming a sextile, a supportive aspect with Jupiter. So Mercury in Gemini, this is this is being able to articulate yourself, having having greater access to a a broader vocabulary, perhaps. You know, maybe this is helping you communicate what it is you are trying to say. And Gemini is the inquisitive sign. It's the sign that wants to learn a little bit about a lot. So maybe this is a moment to say, what did you think about what I said? Or do you have any feelings or thoughts? What, why don't, can you be honest with me yeah. about what's going on with you and your perspective of what's going on here around us? So that is what this aspect is inviting here is open communication. Now, the second aspect that we're looking at is the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. In Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. This, the sun is in a trine with Pluto. Death of the old way of doing things. Yes, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation. In Capricorn, the cardinal earth sign, symbolized by the goat. So transforming your self-worth. So I'm wondering, so when we have two alignments on the same day that Mm -hmm. aren't technically like interacting, Mm -hmm. are we always building on those two? Because it does feel like, okay, if we're learning how to value ourselves more and trying to do things in a new way, then the answer to that would be the previous alignment on this day. So Exactly. Being curious, being (laughs) open, honest with our communication. That is like playing into our self-worth and the transformation that's happening. Absolutely. I love that you point that out. And uh, you do this all the time where we're looking at two separate alignments that are happening on the same day. And you're always like, wait, these actually (laughs) go together. And it's like, yeah, well, that's... That's that puzzle piece. (laughs) Exactly. This This is why I'm always... 
using a symphony as a metaphor for astrology because it's like a symphony. It's like an orchestra. It's like the parts are like building onto each other and adding to the adding to the music. If it's one thing mm-hmm. by itself, it's like it's just like an event or like a note, but it really is everything stacked on top of each other, interacting with our own personal astrological code. Yes. Yes. And so you, you, you summed it up beautifully. If you want to communicate more clearly, more eloquently, more, more coherently, that's also transforming your relationship to others as an authority, speaking Ooh. from a place of authority. It's, yes. it's improving your self-worth. That yeah yes when I when I speak I don't want to come off you know off the cuff and and just completely offending people which that Sagittarius energy can do for Monday, <laughs> for Monday yeah maybe exactly. we said something and we're like oh fuck I want to present myself in a way that people take me seriously yes I'm not just exploding I have something important to say and I want you to listen mm-hmm. exactly exactly so just take me seriously. You want to be taken seriously. You want to be respected. So how can you garner some respect through the way that you're communicating with others? By showing my landlord the piece of paper that says I can do whatever the fuck I want (laughs) in my garage that I pay for. We didn't talk about that, but yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. Before we started recording, Ingrid was telling me that she, uh, she has a friend who wanted to store their motorcycle in her garage, but her landlord's saying that she can't. Yeah, I've lived here for months, and I never use my garage space, and everyone else uses it, but I just don't have stuff to store. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can use, I have I have a whole garage. I didn't even think of it. I'm like, let me just ask for a, a garage door opener, because I don't even have access to it, because I just never made it a point to. And I ask her and she's just basically throwing a fit. She's like, well, we need a new contract. And well, do you have insurance and whose bike is it? And I'm like, I, she's like, we need to sign a contract. We don't have one. And I was like, oh no, we signed one. I remember when I moved in Yeah. and I have it. And I looked at it and it doesn't say anything about anyone else's stuff. And yeah. Anyway, she's just always a bitch. She just <laughs> always has a thing about everything. So I don't know. This will be a fun practice of. Yes. Maybe on Monday I'll try to say say something to her and I'll be a bitch. And then on Tuesday I'll have to print out the paperwork. And show her. Like, look, it doesn't say anything here. I'm being responsible. I'm following my end of the deal. I'm such a good tenant, too. I'm like, bitch, do you want someone else in here? I'm quiet. I'm respectful. Like, you never never hear from me. And you pay. Yeah, I pay on time. And my other neighbors really like me. I'm like, it's not always that easy to have, like, a tenant. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Keep us posted, Ingrid. Keep well, us I'm posted. I'm excited. That bitch better give me that <laughs> garage door opener. Yes. Friday, May 20th. The sun moves into Gemini. So the giver of light, life, and vitality yesterday made its final aspect in Taurus with Pluto. And today, on May 20th, it moves into Gemini. The sun is in Gemini from May 20th to June 21st. Bringing its light, life, and vitality to the twins. So when we think about Gemini, Gemini is the twins. The twins, there's two people. They might look identical, but they're very different from one another. So it's the duality. It's experiencing the duality of life. So what would you like to learn? Maybe make a decision and then change your mind and make a different decision. That's what this Gemini energy is about. 
you know, I feel for all the Geminis out there that I feel like they get, they get a hard time. People give them a hard time because they change their mind a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a Gemini rising, but mm -hmm. yeah, I can definitely have some decision-making issues. Mm -hmm. It's, it's also known as like the unfaithful sign. It's the wondering eye following the bouncing ball. And it's like, it doesn't mean that a Gemini is a bad person just because they're looking at someone else or maybe they even experimented with someone else. I mean, it, of course it sucks if they're, if they're doing it behind your back, but there's like this natural urge to be curious and to, uh, to experience all the flavors of the ice cream. So, and with the sun in Gemini right now, that might be, we're all becoming Geminis for this period. So we, if, we want something like shiny and new. Mm -hmm, we want to try something else out that's different than what we have. Okay. So be mindful during this period of those sorts of behaviors I mean, I think it can be okay to be curious without really doing anything about it. And also it's a sign that has to do with communication. So maybe just talking about it. That's true. That too. I think honesty and communication can like alleviate, you know, maybe, I mean, it sounds kind of like you're talking about relationships. Yeah. Well, so, I'm thinking like if you're in an, you know, maybe, maybe you want to be in an open relationship during this period, or maybe you're a Gemini and that's something that you really want, but you're with somebody who's not a Gemini and they don't want that. And so what can you do to keep your relationship fresh and not stagnant? Yeah. Well, when you bring it up, it's like, well, maybe you're lacking in something. Maybe you need date nights. Maybe you need like more like sensual intimate time, or maybe you need more like a part time to like go travel or just do something fun for yourself. Like whatever the thing is that you're missing out on or feeling like you need some excitement in just noticing it and then talking about it. Cause maybe you can just get what you want by communicating. Yes. Yes. And asking the communicating, this is communicating, but asking the other person what they're interested in, what their interests are, or, you know, what, what variety would they like in their life? Like, yeah. you know, let's pick five different things. Or if you're, if you're a single person, you know, like five, what five different things would you like to do? between May 20th through June 21st. I love this because my cousin's coming to town and she's like, oh, LA, I want to do something cool. Let's go eat somewhere. Let's go see a show. And a lot of the time I don't see like these new things till someone comes to town. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's been on my list forever. Mm -hmm. Like we should go here. Or we should try this food place and life gets in the way. And this is a good time to just explore. There's like new things. Maybe just have some like date nights in your own city of exploring and Doing something that you would do when someone new is in town, when you want to show them something exciting. Totally. I feel like that's a big thing. Like if you live in L.A. or maybe if it's like New York or something yeah, big city city. like that, you're, you, you don't really necessarily enjoy like the touristy things of, of your city because you live here. But then yeah. someone comes and you're like, oh, yeah, I've never been to that museum or I've never been to this part of town or this whatever it might be i don't know this tourist attraction so yeah gives you an opportunity to have a taste of something different in your own city yeah so what can you do to make life more interesting what would you like to learn what would you like to learn over the next 30 days saturday may 21st 
the sun conjunct Mercury. So Mercury, the planetary ruler of Gemini, is at the same degree in the same sign as the sun. And this is the last aspect that Mercury makes before it moves back into Taurus. So if you've been feeling stuck with your ideas, maybe maybe they're starting to spark a little more because Mercury... The messenger conjunct with the planet of vitality, so bringing vitality to your mind, to your ability to communicate. Of course, it's retrograde, so maybe there is some sort of stagnation there. Or You said like crossing things off our list. Mm-hmm. And like, is there something that you've been wanting to say, but you couldn't say it? Maybe this is also one of those days where you have realized what you wanted to say, and now today you're able to, to get it out? Yes, Yes. Especially if you hadn't done it on, what what day was it this week that we had that connection? We're, Monday. We're, Monday? Yeah, Monday we were supposed to say something. Oh, yeah, say something. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you didn't say it on Monday, today might be even like... A smoother day to say it. Yeah, or maybe you brought it up Monday, then you had you were trying to smooth it over, but now today is the day to like really re-articulate it when you're feeling like clear. It's a conversation starter. Okay. That's what it's... What are the conversations that you want to have? What are the questions you want to ask? What do you want to learn? Who do you want to learn it from? This is about communicating, coordinating, and connecting. I mean, this whole week seems like a lot of communication. Yes. It's a lot of extroverted energy of people connecting. That's what this Gemini energy brings is the connecting vibe. So learning, learning, feeding your mind feeding your mind. So do you think that has something to do with Monday's energy or is this like a new topic now? I think they all play in together. Okay. You know, I mean, maybe that conversation sparks another conversation. It's like you blurt something out on Monday and it's like, Oh God, it's out there. Now we have to deal with it. And maybe that starts the conversation where there's, okay, well, why did you say this? What, what, where's that coming from? There's more to meets the eye. Exactly. It wasn't maybe that just one isolated issue that you needed to get off your chest. It kind of opened the door for the, the bigger conversation. Yes. Opens it for the bigger conversation. Yes. And the conversations are going to keep getting bigger and bigger with the Jupiter energy in Aries expansion in that cardinal fire. So big ideas, fiery, fiery thoughts. Sunday, May 22nd. So Mercury moves back into Taurus today. It's going to be in Taurus until June 13th. So it's out of retrograde, but it's still going to be moving slow. Well, it's in retrograde right now, still. uh, But the retrograde doesn't end until June 3rd. Oh, okay, okay. June 13th is when it moves out of Taurus. So that's when it will be moving forward. So... The last time Mercury was in Taurus was April 10th to the 29th of this year. The time before that was April 19th through May 3rd of 2021. So think back to those dates, what was going on, for clues on what could be going on this time around. But Mercury is only going to be going back to 26 degrees. It's at 29 degrees, so 29, 28, 27, 26. That's where it was towards the end of its transit the last time it was in there, which would have been the end of April. But Mercury moving back into Taurus brings that mental 
focus towards self-worth, value, money, money on the mind, communicating, maybe a little slower. That Taurus energy is much more grounded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how can you communicate from a position that reflects your self-worth? Yes. Yes. I like that. Yeah, that (laughs) does. That feels very grounded like people are gonna take you seriously Mm -hmm. i mean there's also did we talk about the other alignment? no we didn't yeah so the other alignment is mars and pisces forming a sextile with pluto retrograde in capricorn so this is the last aspect that mars will make in pisces transforming your unconscious mind this is like that last that last bit of like i'm not gonna think about myself in this way anymore I'm not going to hate myself for this anymore. I'm going to forgive myself for this. I'm I'm taking responsibility for these thoughts, for these actions in the past that I regret. And I'm going to move forward with greater compassion for myself and for those around me. And that also shows that you value yourself more now. Exactly. It's like it really is about that Capricorn energy is taking responsibility you've taken responsibility for whatever happened before and you've accepted it mm-hmm. and the mars energy is like pushing you forward to move on yes like we we can learn from our mistakes and move forward and that's a good thing yes yes it's like we like the the mistakes it's like they're necessary so <laughs> that you can grow so that you can learn it doesn't mean that you want to repeat those mistakes you don't want to that it hurts to make those mistakes. So you, it hurts so that you will learn to do it a different way moving forward. But if you're constantly beating yourself up for those mistakes, then you're not allowing yourself to move forward. Yeah. I need to work on, I always think that I've moved past it, not that I've learned my lessons, but then it, it continues to show up in these small ways where that, you know, the memory comes back in and you're like, well, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Why was I like that? And it really is just to remind you that you don't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And what are the things we need to implement to not repeat those mistakes? Like we can take those reminders with compassion. We don't need to like sit in those old memories, but it is sometimes it's good to be reminded of what, what you fucked up on. (laughs) Like, okay, well, I don't want to do it like that again. And just sharing that experience with other people. So they know they're not alone in fucking up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that is, that's how we learn. That's how we grow. And what usually what happens when I find with, with the planets is you have the big fuck up, <laughs> which is like horrible, but then you, you learn your lesson from that, but then you're given like a refresher course. A where, test. Yeah, exactly. Where it's Did you like, learn it? Exactly. It's not as bad. It's a softer lesson. It's not a hard lesson. It's a softer lesson. And you go through a few of those softer lessons and then... That transitions to you, you find that you surround, you're surrounding yourself with people that are having the big fuck up like you did in the same way. And it's helping you recognize, okay, it's in this other person. That's still a part of me because they're in my orbit, but it's not me anymore. And I can help this person get through what they're going through based on what I've been through. Yeah, it's. It's That's easy to empathy. see. Yeah, you see someone else going through it and you, you feel for them because mm-hmm. you've done it. Yes. And that also helps you forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. you don't want that person to be mad at themselves for making a mistake. It's like, oh, they're learning too. We're all just step by step 
these small little improvements <laughs> and yeah try not to get too hard on ourselves or hard on others yes yes all right ingrid any questions for this week we have Marin, marana envy i'm not sure um <laughs> they said when your sun and rising sign are the same is this the universe's way of saying have no doubt sure i mean you're you're getting a clear i have no doubt on what on who you are i mean it's it's very clear who you are uh if the sun and the rising sign are in the same sign it's 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 like somebody else a few weeks ago was asking about well, what if you have like this many planets in th- in this house or this sign or whatever it's like a concentration it's of a energy. concentration yeah it's a concentration so it's like think of it as like making some food like a dish if one of the ingredients is garlic and it says you know add two cloves of garlic and you add four, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's going to have more of that presence of garlic in the dish. Same thing if your sun and your rising sign are the same sign, it's double that ingredient. Same thing if there's four planets in the same house or four planets in the same sign, that's a lot of that ingredient. So... I have kind of like a a tag along to that question. Mm -hmm. So your son is like kind of your external identity. That's easy for people to see that are like close to you. Everyone like knows that version of yourself, but then the rising sign is kind of like when you're like new situations, people see that. So usually sometimes there's like that, the new energy when you meet someone and you see the things about them. And then when you get to know them, it kind of changes. You see the other parts of themselves that they were maybe hiding behind. Mm -hmm. Um, but this type of a person might, you meet them and you get to know more about them and they're just, they're the same still. They're very transparent with who they are when they're in a new situation, like uh, a new relationship. That is a great way to put it. Absolutely. It's like, that's somebody who they are, who they are the moment you meet them. Mm -hmm. You're not meeting one person. And then as you get to know them, there's, I mean, of course there's different layers and there's deeper layers and it all depends on where their moon is too, because that's like the, the deepest layer. It's like once somebody is showing you their emotions, that's very intimate. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but for the most part, if your rising sign and your sun sign are the same, the person that you meet when you meet that person, the, f- the first time is the same person on the fifth time or the 10th time that you're hanging out with that person, they are who they presented themselves to be. I mean, a a certain friend comes to mind, Crystal. Mm. She's a Pisces sun. Yeah. What's her rising? Her rising is Aries. Aries. So when you first meet her, she feels like pretty like aggressive and like very, (laughs) just very, she's just very intense and you don't want to fuck with her. And then, like, once you get to know her and she opens up, she's very soft. She's very giving, very nurturing. And that's, like, such a, like, stark contrast from each other. Yeah. She's more compassionate. Yeah. It was just so shocking. I was like, oh, I would never thought that girl would just be just Mm -hmm. always wanting to help everybody and so much compassion. But, yeah, that that initial meeting, I was like, oh, I don't think we would ever be friends because she's just, like, very, like, hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aggressive. Mm -hmm. And and combative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a lot of Aries. I have a lot of Aries energy in my life. 
Well, because your north node is in Aries and these people are teaching you how to be Aries. Yeah. You know, sometimes that Aries energy kind of, well, at least it used to poke at me. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like it's inspiring to see people just speak their mind. They don't have anything to hide. They're very direct. And I think that's a great quality to have. Yes, you should. I'm practicing it. Okay, good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Ingrid. Well, thank you again for the week. Thank you to all our listeners. And if you want to see what me and Scott talk about here on the podcast, he always has the images up for me. All of these images here are in his newsletter. You can sign up for free at theweeklytransit.com. And you can buy the book. It's there as well. It's basically a glossary of all the terms and pictures that we're looking at that make it very easy to learn astrology. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more about how the planets and stars are affecting you personally, directly, contact me for a reading. You can book your appointment. The schedule is up on theweeklytransit.com. Thank you, Scott. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.